Hi, and welcome to the Mouse More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Tony, Crystal, Bridget, Adam, and Liza. I got everyone. Hey. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Keep up with the fake enthusiasm. Okay. Um, All right, so we're almost a year into quarantine. Are you guys sick of it yet, or are you just kind of still getting into it? Done. Done. Yeah. Done. So over it. Like, do you ever feel like sometimes you're just like, I got to push myself forward every single day. But what I really want to do is put on a nice dress and go out to lunch. Mm -hmm. Ready. I'm ready now. But we've all been kind of getting out. I mean, I think every single one of us has been to Disney except Crystal, right? And Adam. And Adam. Adam's living like in a cocoon in the woods. I don't even know what Adam's doing. Adam's coming with us. Is he really? Okay. Yes. All right. <laughs> Adam. Um, I don't know yet. I don't know. Okay, that's good. We're excited about that. Um, okay, and he's also coming to the fiftieth. We know for sure because I booked him. Right? You're still going to that? Hopefully. All right, hey guys. When are you going in October? I, I don't know, like the 29th or something. I want to get down there early and sit on the sidewalk for like two yeah. nights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely want to go. I want to be in the Magic Kingdom that day. I have, um, you know, a park pass and everything. So I'm going to be there. I'd like to try great. and get down there for a weekend. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I booked an entire week, but I'm going to whittle it down to three nights because yeah. th- this is my splurge. I'm going to stay at the Grand Floridian. I never stay there. It, it, there's only one 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World. Well, okay, it's 18 months long, but I'm excited about it, so I want to do that. Any, are, Tony, are you going to go down? I am not, but uh, you know, Walt Disney World is getting a better anniversary celebration than the 65th uh, anniversary that Disneyland is celebrating, uh, beginning now. Uh, <laughs> is I, I it don't know. Now? Well, it was it was last July, but they are now okay. celebrating because they put a bunch of the banners up. Um, on the tram path from the Mickey and Minnie parking garage to downtown Disney. Wow. So it's kind of lame, but, uh, you know, they printed the banners. They might as well use them. Well, actually, that's a really good segue to our first story because we're doing a news show tonight, and I'm going to turn this over to Adam, actually. Uh, yeah, so they have announced a event at uh, Disney California Adventure. It's called A Touch of Disney. Um, but you're not supposed to touch anybody. Uh, it starts on. Um, <laughs> so <That's> weird. <laughs> Good so point, Adam. Yeah. Why are you not working for the mouse? I don't. I don't know. Uh, it starts on March 18th. Tickets will be available starting on March 4th. Which, by the time you listen to this, you might still have time to to get tickets. Yeah. Um, they're saying it's select days, Thursday through Monday, from the 18th of March through April 5th, and they will extend it if they need to. And mm. I think that means, um, I think that <laughs> that means two things. I think that means they'll extend it if the parks are still closed by April 5th, or they will not extend it and stop it if the parks open, or if I guess the cases go the opposite direction, then they'll have to close it based on yeah. the government. <laughs> I guess there's it's- like three ways to think about it. It's really smart to sort of tentatively, you know, just do it for a few weeks, even though, you know, of course, people would like it for longer. But there's a lot of chatter that says that they will be opening the parks like very limited sometime in late spring. So I hope that's true. 
Yeah, I hope that's true. So maybe, you know, I think you're right. I think they can't obviously extend it and then, you know, open the park. So I'm going positive on that one. There is a lot of push on the uh, governmental, local governmental side to get uh, larger theme parks moved into tier three for their opening along with the smaller theme parks. Okay. Um, Both the city of Anaheim and the L.A. County commissioners uh, voted to um, support uh, moving large theme parks into tier three. Uh, Right now, you know, California, the smaller theme parks can open in tier three, uh, but the larger theme parks like Universal and Disney have to wait until tier four. What's the rationale between not allowing a larger like it's I don't understand that. I mean, you're going to be close to someone just as potentially close in a smaller theme park as in a larger one. They are. And I didn't get it at first either. But I think, you know, as I think more about it, I think the rationale is that the smaller theme parks are more locals and your Disney's and Universal's are going to draw people from across the country. Oh, good. Point. Even even though we know that Disney is more more so than than Walt Disney World, a local park. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're still going to get that contingent of people from the Mississippi you know, out to the West Coast that, you know, their main park is Disneyland. And the minute they open, you know, those people are going to go. So I, I think to minimize, you know, the crowds from coming from out of state, because you're not you're not going to go from out of state to go to, a, you know, a tier three park. You know, do you, do you see people coming from Chicago to go to Knott's Berry Farm? No, yeah. of course not. Well, Knott's, not. Maybe like Knott's hardcore is, fans, but Knott's yeah. Knott's is the same as um, Disneyland in terms of the size. But I think it's also because of the, just the amount of people. Um, if if you open Disneyland, there's more people going there than a smaller park. And the odds of a breakout happening because of that are greater just because of the odds of more people being there. Right. I think it's just like a math thing more than anything else. But um but at the same time, Disneyland, Disney has proven that they can operate their Florida parks such and such a way. And there's a lot of things outdoors. Yeah, uh, especially is, out in Disneyland. Yeah. Yeah. So which is why they're doing this now, which is oh, great. Uh, everybody over three is a seventy five dollar charge. Uh, it comes okay. with it comes with a twenty five dollar dining card for that could cover food and non alcoholic uh, beverage. Twenty five. Yes, $25. Okay, so you pay so, 75 and then you get it 25 Yeah, now, but you can't use it on... Merch. Merch, you have to buy it on food, right? Which is, which is yeah. I guess... I mean, well, that's nice. why you would be going pretty much anyway, right? To eat and to just be in the park. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so they are opening up uh, Carthay. Well, Carthay has been open. A lounge for out, outdoor seating only. Lamplight Lounge, outdoor seating only. And you can get reservations... Ahead of time, those open up on the, I believe, the 11th. Uh, they also are bringing over food from Disneyland and like bite. They called it bite size options. So you can get Monte Cristo uh, sandwich. Ooh. You can get a Dole Whip. They're going to sell out of carts and um, boot, food boots over the um, throughout the park. Uh, they are going to include photo pass downloads and they promise like certain or, or not. Uh, uh, exclusive photo pass opportunities and they're going to have like people from uh, inside out cars cars land uh, mater and lightning mcqueen mickey Minnie mouse 
Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they keep changing out these photo uh, experiences so that it encourages people to come more than once. You know, the same people there. Why not flip it every couple of uh, weeks? Yeah. I don't even know that they're going to have a hard time filling this, though. No. Like, like, we were talking about it ahead of time. We think it'll sell out right away. I'm thinking so. a few hours it'll sell out. I really do. Depending <laughs> on how limited the tickets are, I'm not sure how many they're giving. I don't think they've said. Have they, Adam? No, no, they don't. No. They don't capacity stuff. Yeah. And I think uh, you can only purchase ahead of time. You cannot purchase them at the ticket booth. And Avengers Campus which uh, reportedly is ready to go will not oh. be will not be open for this so you won't even be able to Oh god oh, that's sad. Yeah. But you know what that makes sense, right? I mean, like of course it's not going to be open. They don't want to like give everyone a sneak peek before they get the ma- the most media and Instagram and you know all the coverage. They want that. So Yeah, now see, I, the only thing I just wonder is it's going to be open. The initial run is like two or three weeks. If they ex- keep extending it into April and then into May, I think that's where you're going to. And if they increase the price, I think that's where they're going to want to change things so that it encourages multiple visits. Because a 70. Yeah. Oh, and it does include parking at the Mickey and Friends oh. parking structure, I should it say. It does okay. include it? Yes. That's good. Because oh, that's, that's good. like 25 bucks, right? Yeah. So. That's yeah. a little savings right so there. For 20, so basically, it's like you're not you're spending 25 and then you get the parking and 25 in food. And yeah, your photo now, pass. Yeah. Now, I mean, and your photo pass. The, the, yes. The only thing is, like, if you're like a family, then you're only bringing one car in and not everybody would be parking. Yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, that's it's, point. And, right. and um and it's gonna run from noon, twelve noon to eight PM, so it's eight hours. Oh that's nice. So you get that whole whole eight hours. Uh yeah, yeah. If you if you rope wow. drop no pun intended, you can um yeah, you can have the whole eight hours of walking, taking pictures, eating. I mean I could eat I can eat for eight hours. I got no problem. Yeah, I could just <laughs> hang out there for eight hours. Well, I, you all know what that's my like my second favorite park, so I uh I could stay there all day. I could just people watch and snack and enjoy the nice uh, Southern California weather. Although I will say our weather was nicer here in Georgia today than theirs. But that's, you know, anytime I'm in Disneyland or California, I always, you know, want to be outside as much as possible because it's such a drier climate. I'm from the South. It's just so humid. So and the weather is usually beautiful there. So it works over there. Outdoor dining is perfect most of the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would I would be thrilled to be able to go there. I really would. Um, but again, I don't think it's really for us. I think it's for the locals. And, you know, I feel bad for them. They've been locked down a lot mm. more so than I mean, I'm in Georgia. It's like, oh, is there a pandemic going on? <laughs> OK, um, you know, that explains why people are wearing masks everywhere. But I mean, everything is open here. And like I haven't gone to my gym since March and I've always been really good about going because I like to eat and um, they're not even wearing masks there, which I find disturbing. But um, but out in California, it's like crazy. So good for them. Hopefully some of them get to go out and enjoy their, you know, a little time. So what is our next story? What are we what are we talking about next? Oh, it's Liza related to California. 
So Disney Vacation Club Villas at the Disney's Grand Californian Hotel and Spa are going to be opening on May the 2nd. They have not said exactly what all will be opening inside as far as like the restaurants is the pool going to be open i'm not really sure oh the pool's got to be open right i would hope that the pool would be open but i mean i don't think that they have said specifically yeah if the pool will be open yet so we don't know exactly when the rest of the hotel may open but right now for disney vacation club members they received an email saying that it's scheduled to reopen and May the 2nd. My my thinking is um, because of the way the DVC contracts are, like they have to be open because that is true. People can't, they can't be letting people bank uh, points forever (laughs) because California adventure doesn't, or or grand California doesn't have a lot of rooms as it is. And uh, they, I mean, they, they, so like the way those, those, timeshares work is they're only supposed to they're only literally allowed to sell what they can use they can't oversell like that's like against the law so if people keep banking there's been there's been a years over a year's worth of banking points to the mm-hmm. next year you you have now have you have too much uh, demand and not enough supply so at some point they had to open this hotel my guess is in their contracts that the ho- the theme parks aren't guaranteed to be open for their uh for the DVC to be open. So that means they can really open it whenever as long as they're allowed to. I'm surprised I am actually surprised they didn't keep this open uh, all the time just to just to fulfill those contract obligations and not even really care if people were going to come or not come because they they've got they've now have a supply issue and it's going to hurt them for a while and i bet you they're going to have to do something to incentivize people to use those points at another dvc or maybe pay them back for the unused points they're going to do something to rectify this but i'm well, not i don't have dvc so i'm not 100 percent on that that's just how i look at it you're you're you are right i mean disney can only keep them shut for so long but they they solve that problem by having them open in walt disney world because they can use their points at Olani, they can use them at Walt Disney World, they can use them at California, you know, in, in California. So when they were closed in Walt Disney World, they did have to open or they were going, there was some issue where they were going to have to start paying the DVC owners. There was some talk about that. I don't know how, you know, how much that made sense or if that was honestly going to happen, but they really did have to open something for DVC. But having said that, there's a ton of availability in Walt Disney World, right? So they can they can use their points if they want. So I don't know, and I could be wrong, but I don't know if the argument that they have to open it holds that much water when they have other options. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just, uh, yes, but I wonder if that's your home resort, if they have, if there's an obligation for them to be open, especially if they've been paying dues, I don't um, think so, because if you look, Kidani, um, I'm sorry, Jumbo House only just recently opened. So Kidani was open, but a lot of, you know, like I owned at Kidani at one point. Um, Jumbo was not my home resort. I, Kidani was. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I could I could stay at Kidani, um, but I couldn't stay there at 
I couldn't book there at 11 months out. I had to wait till seven, you know. So, I mean, they weren't making Jumbo available. Jumbo was only now just recently available. So mm. I don't know. I think as long as they have something available, you're good to go. I, I really hope it's because they think they're going to open. And I hope they're doing what they're doing in Walt Disney World, where they went ahead and opened the, you know, the parks about three, was it three weeks later um, after they opened DVC? Yeah, it was so, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think it is a step towards that because with this ticketed event in Disneyland yeah. and now they've decided they're going to open the DVC a little bit after that, I think it's it's – I stages. think it's a good sign. I think yeah. they're feeling it out. They're going to see, you know, hopefully it won't be that bad. Everybody's getting vaccinated over there. It seems like there's a lot of people doing it. Right. And um, hopefully it'll just, it'll, it won't be so bad. They'll open it. It'll be great. That's what I want. Well, I, I hope that's true as well. And I especially hope that's true because a friend of mine, she listens to the show. She needed to get rid of some uh, DVC points. I don't rent points because I think they're actually asking too much. And when you look at the amount they're asking versus the risk at renting points, it's kind of scary. But she was letting these go pretty cheaply. And so I, of course, said, I'll take them. And I got this crazy idea when I was down in Orlando that I really, really wanted to go to Disney. And so I asked her to book those points for July. So they need to open because otherwise I'm out of a lot of money. Because those points expire um, if you don't have DVC. The way it works is at a certain point, those points expire and you're totally out of luck. So I need those to open because I'm a total gambler now, apparently. And, um, you know, if it works out, I'll be in California, Grand California, and living it up. If so it doesn't, you, I'll be sad. So you is that person's at home, their home resort? No. No, it's wow. not. Wow. It's, it's my understanding it is extremely hard to, as a non-home resort, to book Grand Californian. Um, mm-hmm. any, now, it, it, but I, in these circumstances, it could make sense that yeah. it wasn't. So it, It's true. And you know what? I'll be honest. I didn't pick the days, so I went into the – because I do have a small DVC contract, so I could go into their site and see what was available. And there was literally five days consecutive available in July. Wish me luck. <laughs> Hope to God. Yeah. Anyway, so if, if not, I'm still going to go. If it's open, I'll go and we'll explore California. For this next story, we probably need some sad music. And this one is for Tony. Thanks, Chris. Uh, there's some DCL news out there. And it's not all sad. Uh, I'd like to start with a little bit of happiness uh, and hope. And that is that the uh, bow thrusters and, <laughs> and the bow... And a piece of the keel uh, were floated into the Meyerwerf shipyard out in Papenburg, Germany last week. Uh, so uh, construction continues on the Disney Wish. She's expected to be delivered uh, in the, the spring of, of 2022. Um, so that is a good a good thing that, that construction continues. And uh, it's kind of the light at the end of the lighthouse at the end of the tunnel, I think. Yeah, um, you're kind of a seafaring man. What do you think when you see those pictures? Does it look – it's bigger than the fantasy, right? Slightly, very okay. slightly in terms of gross tonnage uh, and length, but uh, very similar in size, definitely larger than the uh, the ma- uh, than the Magic and the Wonder. But uh, I, I got a question, Tony. Yes. What's a bow thruster? Because I think I have sprained mine before, but I'm not sure. 
The, I think the, you did. Yeah, the, that was the one you asked me to rub it when we were in Jamaica last month. <laughs> you were like, hey, I think I sprayed my bow thruster. My bow thruster is hurting. First off, you should never touch another person's bow thruster. Okay. Uh, but the, the bow thruster is a uh, uh, navigating... Uh, propulsion unit so that you don't have to use your main engines. It allows you more precise uh, navigation, uh, usually used when docking. Okay, yeah, I've been having docking trouble lately. Okay. Yes, well, you know, you're a single woman. <laughs> but uh, on to the sad DCL news. Uh, a, a whole slew of cancellations happened last week, and uh, they started with the Dream and Fantasy uh, Disney has suspended all cruises through the end of May uh, 2021 on those two ships. Uh, then they suspended all of the Alaskan sailings on the Wonder through May of 2021. Um, that's also a little concern because the Canadian government has banned cruise ships uh, containing uh, more than 100 guests from booking in their ports through February of 2022. So... Even though they're canceling the sailings, the Alaskan sailings up until maybe they, they do originate in Vancouver, um, I would expect them to be canceling the uh, Alaskan cruises for the remainder of the summer uh, unless the U.S. government issues a waiver uh, that will allow them to, uh, you know, start off at an, at an American port and sail directly to uh, Alaska. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens there. And then the uh, magic who usually summers over in Europe and the Mediterranean, uh, they have suspended all sailings through August 10th. Um, and that uh, is when their European and Mediterranean season ends. Uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be tough enough coming to sail in the U S uh, with all of the new COVID protocols put together by the CLIA members um, going to multiple countries over the course of a, you know, seven, eight night cruise. Uh, you'd have to get certified in each one of those countries. And I think we've talked about that before. Um, so they are not going uh, transatlantic uh, this summer, although they are over in uh, they are over there right now. They continue to do uh, trips from Florida to Dover, which is in the United Kingdom, uh, just to keep the ship going. Uh, and then a little bit of good news. If you did have a cruise canceled, uh, the Disney Cruise Line offered all guests 125 percent of their cruise fees to be used at a future date. Um, originally, that date was uh, for sailings prior to May 31st of 2022. Uh, they have now pushed that out as the COVID cancellations continue to mount. Uh, but they have pushed that uh, use date now to September 30th of 2022. So it gives you an extra uh, one, an extra four months uh, to utilize those credits. So that's uh, that's a good thing. And when you're ready to book your uh, your next cruise, remember to, to reach out to Main Street and More Travel. Let me ask you a question. So isn't it as complicated to get certified to come into these ports in the Caribbean as it would be in Europe or is a Caribbean a little more open to that? You know, when, when you cruise, first off, I don't, I don't specifically know what the, uh, what any of the other countries are doing. I know that in the United States, the cruise lines, uh, CLIA, which is the, is the cruise line industry associate cruise line international association. Um, they're a, a group comprised of most of the major cruise carriers, Disney, Royal Caribbean, uh, uh, Carnival, uh, Norwegian. 
uh, and they've put together 84 points of protocol, uh, COVID protocols and procedures uh, that the CDC uh, is on board with. Um, so before any ships cruise, they will have to get these uh, procedures tested and certified on board by the CDC. I'm assuming that each country, whether it's in the Caribbean or, you know, the, the Europe or the Mediterranean, uh, you're going to have similar protocols for each one of those countries. Um, with the Mediterranean cruises, you know, you're cruising the Med, you're hitting a different port, which is a different country each night. So if, if you're on a 10 night cruise, you're you're pretty much doing nine or 10 countries. Um, you know, I don't I don't know that the time it's going to take to get certified you know, for them to do maybe six or seven cruises uh, during the summer, you know, you're going to Greece six times over the course of the, the eight weeks that you're there. Is it worth going through the the hassle of, of getting certified? You know, the, the Caribbean, um, I, I don't know what they're doing. I'm not sure, you know, when, when sailing comes back that they'll be hitting the, the Caribbean ports. I think like uh, the ships like the Magic that really has no home port right now for the summer, you know, you might see a lot of uh, cruises to Castaway Key, you know, two and three night cruises, maybe hitting Nassau. Um, but I would not be surprised to see short cruises uh, hitting Castaway Key and then, you know, maybe one other port in the Bahamas. You know, I, I would not expect a full slate of, of sailing uh, itineraries available when they come back. That makes sense. I was actually really surprised that they haven't done any of those practice cruises yet. I mean, it's almost March. I think a lot of us thought they would happen in early January, so nothing yet. And I would practice. They, <laughs> you would. We they haven't would. even called. They haven't even called the cruise back yet. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's the other thing too. I mean, when when you talk about something like the the fantasy that you know you've got twenty what twenty four hundred crew members. Um, you've got to get 2,400 people. First off, they've all got to get new contracts. So you've got to go through the, the, the process of getting them hired, screened, COVID tested, quarantined, sent, uh, you know, probably to Orlando uh, or Port Canaveral to join the ship. Um, and then if they're brand new to the cruise line, you've got to train them and certify them and whatever their tasks and duties are again on board the ship. Then you've got to go into the 84 new protocols with them. Wow. So, you know, I think bringing the crews back is itself going to be a, a month or two long process. So I'm I'm hoping that I can cruise in November. Right. Wow. Yeah. That's we have an agency cruise plan then. <laughs> It'd be great if we could all go. I still um, haven't got to do my cruise. I know. So we had for people who don't know, because why would you know? Um, we had a a big agency cruise plan for last May and we were all holding out hope that it would happen. So, and that was going to be Liza's first cruise. So yeah, um, it'll happen. I, I actually think that we could see, you know, the fantasy and the dream cruising in the late summer, maybe. Um, but I'm wrong uh. all the time. I'm going to move on to the next person, which is Crystal. And she's going to talk about food. One of our favorite things. Yeah, I have a nice light story, a nice quick one to share. Um, so if anyone plans on traveling down to Walt Disney World during the Easter holiday or Mother's Day weekend, um, a couple of um, restaurants will be hosting a holiday brunch. So if you're interested, 
the first place uh, that we'll be hosting is Allen Compass over at the Yacht Club, one of my favorite resorts, actually. And the menu looks delicious. You can There are two options. It's an all-you-care-to-enjoy option with items such as blueberry bacon pancakes, a breakfast protein bowl, shrimp and white cheddar grits, and a main lobster roll. So that sounds yum, yum, yum. And then they have a bunch of different a la carte options at that place, which include all of the things that I just mentioned, but also things like chocolate avocado toast, which is sounds Pretty amazing. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That sounds weird. I'm not going to lie. Really? I think I could do it. And do you like think a- it's like a Mexican kind of inspired where it's not sweet, right? It's just plant-based sausage and chocolate avocado toast. So I guess oh. that this is like the, um, the veg option. Okay. And then for a more traditional uh, option, you can head over to um, Whispering Canyon Cafe at Wilderness Lodge. And there you'll find more of the traditional uh, Disney favorites. And it has the all-you-care-to-enjoy skillet, which has some mini pastries, buttermilk cheddar biscuits with sausage gravy, scrambled eggs, country potatoes, uh, hickory smoked bacon, sausage, smoked salmon, and pulled pork. That was interesting. Um, is all you care to enjoy just like another way to try to say like you're you're not a pig? All you can eat. Yes, this is the yeah. new politically correct. Because uh, all you can eat one. has totally different implications, right? Yeah. I mean, it just is like I, I think I can eat a little more. I might I might vomit, but you know I've <laughs> got the bucket, so I'm good. Right. I'm eating, but I'm not actually enjoying it. I'm just yeah, I stopped enjoying this. Myself. Yes. <laughs> two skillets ago. Yeah, two, many skillets ago, I remember buttoning these pants. Um, but it's all you care to enjoy. It just sounds a lot nicer and not as harsh. Uh, I think- also, remind you to stop when your stomach is full, just like I tell my sons all the yeah. time. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I think they've been using that phrase for a while at Disney. You would know, right? Because you like go to a lot of buffets <laughs> back. You're like at the Golden Corral every Sunday, I bet. Uh, <laughs> no, we don't have those up here. But um, oh. uh, I have a question. Okay. If, do I, do, if I want to go to this Mother's Day brunch, do I have to bring my mother or can I just go? Is there a, is oh, there a there are depends on how you want people to look at you, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Adam's by himself at the mother's day brunch. <laughs> or no, with a cardboard cutout of his mom, life-size or cardboard. Just a oh, picture. Like the little, those little cardboard things, those little dolls that you would have to take a picture of. What was it? The traveling something or another? Oh, Flat Stanley. Yeah, Flat Stanley, but it's his mom. Yeah, they feel bad for him if he did that they'd be like that's really sad <laughs> what if like i had her on an ipad or something video conference you <laughs> would have to put a mask on her put a mask on her. put a mask on the computer adam oh, needs to get out of the house that's what the deal is adam just yeah. is like at the point where he's like i need to get out seriously he's like look i will go to this mother's day brunch alone because i need to get out now i mean it sounds it sounds really tasty like well why, why can't i just go it's right you certainly can 
Well, I don't know. We'll see if you can. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that sounds good. I know you like food, so you were the one for the syrup. But they did they have one for your favorite though? They don't have one for um homecoming. I mean, homecoming has brunch. It does serve brunch every weekend. So um, I just didn't see anything that they're doing something special for the holidays coming up. But when it does pop up, I will definitely let you know because that is my favorite. I know you love it. Did you guys get to eat there recently? Did one of you, right? Somebody no, ate there? No, I, I, no, I didn't go. Did you go, Liza, when you were there back in December or November? No. No. Yeah. That that must have been some other podcast. No, <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> no, we didn't. Our friend we didn't. Alicia went. Yeah, our friend Alicia went. Are you friends with her? Maybe. Everybody's friends with Alicia. She's my favorite travel agent, besides you guys. <laughs> Seriously, though. I mean, like, she's, she's she great. loves that place. I think she went there twice. So everybody keeps talking it up, but I noticed that the people who talk it up are all from up north. Yeah, it's that's probably true. true. Yeah, I was going to say it's us. It's us people that don't know that food. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's to not. Me, I wasn't impressed. I was kind of like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, I've only been there twice and both times I wasn't impressed, although one time I was there with a very loud woman and um, she yelled the whole time during dinner. <laughs> it was so I might have liked that, chi- you know, chicken with pimento cheese sandwich, but I don't it was such a bad experience. Well, but I had se- that, too, and I didn't like it. Were you with me? No, you were not with that one. OK, Um. anyway. So, yeah, it wasn't good. All right, Tony, you've got another story, and it's out of this world. That's right. It is an out of this world story. And speaking of out of this world, uh, I would like to mention our listeners because in a previous show, um, I asked our listeners to uh, mention in the comments that they are the best listener in the world, and I would send a gift card uh, to the first listener who did that. And I am happy to say that Andy Forsey, uh, one of our listeners, was the first listener to post that. So the gift card is on the way to her house if she has not yet received it already. Um, And that was on our Facebook uh, page. There were a handful of people who did put I am the best listener in our reviews out on iTunes. Uh, So to Shazzy Tomps, uh, I apologize. I did not specify uh, Facebook. Uh, but thank you for listening. And to J. Thaddeus Toad Esquire, he mm. is also the best listener. They so, are both the best listeners, yeah. So, so J, to those, J. Thaddeus Toad is also the best Toad. That he is, is true. The best toad. And Although the best not driver. When he, not when he drinks. No, he went <laughs> straight to you know where. So Shazzy Tomps, I actually know her. Her mother is the famous Marla Mitch and Marla. So. Um, and right. she's a sweet girl. Uh, well, I and, apologize to Shazzy. I did not make that clear when I said it. Um, but unfortunately, the gift card is already on its way. So uh, also an opportunity to remind everyone that if you haven't left a review for us out on iTunes, please go out and do so. Uh, Curly Guy, Asian Zing 95, Main Street Girl, Willie 555. Thank you. We appreciate you and uh, keep on listening. Oh, I know. I know Asian Zing. She's she's one of my friends. She's great. Right. Oh, you right. that your mom, Adam? <laughs> Asian Zing. That's an interesting name for your mom. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> so and that actually does help us out a lot because, you know, we do have some bad ones out there. So we're really appreciative of the good ones that kind of negate the kind of not so great ones. So and a fun fact about Andy, 
she's actually booking her wedding through the agency. So thank you, Andy, for your um, help. Yay. And also congratulations on your upcoming wedding oh, on May the 4th. She's getting married on May the 4th, uh, 2022. So uh, not ooh. this year, but next year. May the May, 4th, yeah. Wait, wait, well, we can't ask because we don't want yes, to. Well, yes, We can are. ask off air. Um, so May the 4th. May the 4th, which happens to be Star Wars Day, which they leads right into fans. my story. Oh, yeah. Go. Okay. And, awesome. And that is that the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, uh, also known as the Halcyon, which is going to be Disney's boutique resort um, for Star Wars fans, has posted a job listing on DisneyCareers.com looking for a hotel services director. Uh, so the uh, immersive resort is slated to open at some point this year. Uh, they are looking for a seasoned hotelier with 10 years of progressive leadership experience uh, to lead and implement a unique two-night immersive experience aligned with the Star Wars franchise. Ooh. So uh, that is exciting. They are moving along with that. Um, and there are two other pieces of news for the Galactic Star Cruiser. Um, they filed a permit for uh, theatrical lighting, which doesn't sound exciting, um, but uh you know, there's going to be a lot of lighting. If you're if you're familiar with Star Wars sets, uh, there's a lot of of lighting used in corridors and uh, set pieces, which goes into the next story is that the show sets, uh, they have filed permits to create the show sets. There are going to be uh, shows uh, which are part of the experience. Um, there's supposed to be some uh, interaction with characters, some uh, training, rebel uh, training that goes on, uh, and uh, they are going to be working on these uh, with contractor Adirondack Scenic, who also did work on Bell's Castle and Casey Jr. Splash and Soak in the Magic Kingdom. So uh, very exciting to see that that uh, you know hotel resort uh, continues to progress and move forward. Okay, very exciting. All right, um, what is our next story? Ooh, our next story is kind of interesting. Bridget, go ahead. You have some firsthand information. Okay, so Walt Disney World's updated their face mask policy, which um, has to really do with uh, dining. So basically what, they're, what they put out was that face coverings now for each guest age two and up um, must be worn in all public areas. Um, and can only be removed while actively eating and drinking, but face coverings must be worn while standing, waiting, or sitting in dining locations. It's not really very specific, so it kind of made me wonder what, you know, what was really being asked as far as, um, you know, if you're, you know, what, you know, if you're going into a dining location, you sit down, you take off your face mask because you're getting ready to eat or drink. Um, so from firsthand uh, a few friends that have been down there since this kind of came out. Um, it sounds like what it is, is that when you are sitting, when you go to sit at a dining location, whether it's quick service or a table service sit down, you are to wear your mask until you are brought your, either your beverage or your food um, to protect the uh, servers. But also, I guess there were issues with people, especially it's really more for quick service that, um, People were getting up and and getting condiments or you know silverware or whatever to to um, and they were just not wearing their masks when they were doing it um, you know and 
honestly, I mean, I, I can tell you how, how many times have we forgotten to put a mask on? Like when I like get out of the car, I'll go to walk to the store and be like, oh, oh my gosh, I forgot my mask. So I have to run back to the car and get my mask. Um, so, you know, certainly I'm sure that, you know, that happens. But, um, but that's, I think that's kind of the driving force behind it, just to keep everybody safe. Um, but it also kind of makes me think that and wonder if maybe they're not, because eventually they're going to have to start you know, bumping up the capacity for these restaurants too, you know, maybe that's for protection there too. I don't know. I don't know. What do you guys think? Any thoughts on it? I think they're trying to protect their servers. I think they're trying to protect their staff. I think that people may have been getting a little too relaxed, taking their mask off in the restaurant maybe. Yeah. I wonder if they'll bump, if that, if it's also kind of being proactive for, you know, escalating some of the and I, I mean, obviously we can't say for sure, but like to start, you know, they're going to eventually have to up the capacity of these, re- these uh, restaurants. So I kind of wonder if it's not even in preparation for that too, because summer's coming. Maybe, right. but I don't know. I, I really do feel like this is a move more to kind of keep people in line because it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't sound like to me something about increasing capacity so much as, that I feel like people may be taking advantage of the idea of sitting down in a dining establishment to get a break from take wearing a mask. Right. Yeah. I, and kind of lounging a little bit. And just yes. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Agreed. I, I totally agree. Like when I was, um, so with mobile ordering, they've cut down on some of the people coming into the, um, into the dining areas, like inside you know, quick service locations and just taking a table and sitting there forever. Right. But the thing is when they do, when they are allowed to go in with their whole family, people will walk up, the family will go take a seat and you might still spend five or 10 minutes waiting to get your food. They're all, they all have their masks off. And like another good example of that is, you know, the tables, you know where ABC commissary is, as you're walking from Mickey's runaway railway to star tours, they've got that Big, yes. And they they have tons of tables in there now because they're acknowledging, of course, that people need to be able to have a place to eat. And with social distancing, you don't have as much room inside. So there's a ton of tables like all along the walkway. Right. And I would say 75 percent of those tables had no food, but people sitting there with their masks off. Right. So that's an issue. And and they're still kind of crowded in there. So, I mean, obviously they're not, you know, they are taking advantage of it. You know, the, I don't know if they're waiting for food or if they're just hanging out or whatever. I can't blame them. It's, you know, they're tired. They want to get a break. But people are definitely sitting at those tables without masks for an extended period of time and not eating. So Right, right. And that, I think from what I what I understand, a lot of it is driven by that quick service yeah. portion uh-huh. because, you know, people are sitting and waiting and getting, waiting for their food. And I guess, you know, food that's being delivered by the servers to the tables and people aren't wearing their masks. So it's more of a protection for the servers and then a a protection for their guests too, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, and the other thing too, is if you're, if you're required to wear a mask, maybe you're less inclined to sit there and dawdle. So, because the other problem with social distancing is, of course, it is a little harder. Like some, I heard somebody say, oh, it must be easy to find a place to to eat because the quick service locations aren't as crowded. Well, they are because, you know, every 
you know, like you'll see a table, space, table, space, and you can't sit at them. It's very frustrating sometimes. And mm-hmm. part of that is because people are relaxing, they're taking longer, but part of it is there's just less room. So even if your park is at 35%, which I would say it's definitely at 35%, your restaurants, you know, are not really handling. And plus, you don't have as many restaurants open. Like well, in that's, Magic- that's right. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Sorry to cut yeah. you off. Oh, if they okay. want to increase capacity, then I, the logical step in my mind would be to open up new dining establishments. Do you know what? Internally, they're saying they can't because they're losing so much money. Wow. So, yeah. Still. So, yep. Yep. Wow. So that's what I was told a couple weeks ago, that internally, because... They, they can't open more stuff. They have at 35 percent, you know, and you have to think 35 percent in January. That's not bad. Right. I mean, there have definitely been times in January or early December when I've I've thought, gosh, these parks are pretty quiet. But, you know, if you're talking 35 percent is the most you can have in April when they're used to really just making a ton of money, um, you know, that's a huge loss. If these resorts are at 60% capacity, 50%, some of them, um, you know, I don't know about you guys, but if somebody asked me for a, a trip two days from now, I could book it for them. Yeah. That's not always true. And right. I could probably get a discount, too. Yeah. Well, we we hope, you know, all of us hope for the same thing, to get back to normal. I would gladly deal with crowds to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Um, any more thoughts on that? I mean, it's something that we, 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 we've discussed kind of privately that it's something we would all do anyway. Yeah. So it's not too much of a deterrent, right? I mean, yeah. common well, sense dictates. That's right. true. Like we were talking about it beforehand and I think all of us, on our, we have like a little private group for the podcast and we were discussing and all of us basically said, I kind of keep mine on until they bring my food. But that's not true for probably half of the people. And I, I'm in no judgment because I get it, but, you know. Right. They're doing what they need to do to be open safely. So it's, yeah. you know, if you're going, just, it's it, you know, help, give them, help them out a little bit. So yeah. it's, it's basically. We can all get back to normal. I know. So you're keeping your mask on until the server brings your food and walks off. Yes. Okay. Well, that does make sense. I, I mean, want to see you get sense. really creative, though, and I want to see you just stick your fork up under that mask. <laughs> just stick it in there. You know what? I've got some really big masks, so I, I could probably do it. Maybe I'll just start putting the food on the top of the mask and, like, holding it in like a feed bag. Good idea. Very good idea. Yes. A big old feed bag. Okay. I'll just wear a feed bag. You can have a feed bag slash mask. That's kind of a brilliant idea. It's kind of like a mask, but then you can put like snacks in there, like goldfish crackers and Chex Mix. So while you're walking around. (laughs) Chex Mix. I have to go see if the name Snack Mask is taken yet. (gasps) Oh, it's awesome, Tony. Snack Mask. Nice. Very nice. Okay, I think we have one more story, and it's kind of a a catch-all for Epcot, right? So I was there last week. It was great. We had lovely weather. It was a nice change from up here in Georgia, which was kind of gray that week. Um, And I spent a lot of time in Epcot, mostly because I was excited about Festival of the Arts. So I did check out some of the things. It's it's over now. They were kind of 
you know, segueing into the Flower and Garden Festival, which I think is really the best one they have. Um, and that opens in a couple days. So that'll be great. By the time this goes out, I think it'll open the next day. Um, but one of the things that I saw was Ratatouille, which was very exciting. I, I did like a little live on the private group that we have for the um, Mouse and More podcast group. I went into the bathroom. I did take a picture. Yeah, my um, mom watched. My mom was watching that. <laughs> Your mom was watching. Oh yeah, she's it's like, a Liza, Liza, Christine is on. I was like, uh oh. Mom's my favorite. <laughs> she's a fan. That's so funny. Well, I it was it's very pretty back there. I mean, honestly, I I wish all of Paris looked like that. To be honest, I I like it. <laughs> and I said clean and sanitized. Um, but it was really beautiful. And my son climbed up a lamp post and took a picture in the area. So I don't I don't know what's wrong with that Put child. Him to work. It, Put him to work. I know, right? Next time I like turning around, he's got his little phone that he just got for his birthday. Aww. And he's like taking a picture like get down. Anyway, um, but it was a pretty good picture. You got to see inside. Uh, there's a lot more space than the kind of it looked like from the gondolas, which was reassuring because I could just imagine, you know, these lines just going crazy. Um, the creperie is not open yet, but again, the bathroom is. So this, all you can really do is walk to the back. And um, there are no cast previews even scheduled, so I don't think you're going to see this open in March. So mm-hmm. uh, kind of, we, so we were basically all wrong on our predictions. Um, uh, uh, but, but that makes me the closest, I believe. When was yours? Uh, closest to whenever it opens. <laughs> my, my, I thought my prediction was April 17th. You know what? I bet you're right, actually. I mean, not to be, I just don't, I don't know. And would they consider opening it before uh, Easter break? I don't think so. They never do that. They never open an attraction like right when things are, you know, going to get crazy. Hey, nowadays, Tony, nothing's predictable. Tony, you had said. February 22nd. Liza, you were February 13th. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So. I just changed my mind. Okay. I guess I guess Tony wins by default. Tony wins by default, and I think he won by default with Star Wars Galaxy's Edge uh, Rise of the Resistance as well, actually, if I recall correctly, last year. I am the Nostradamus of this show. <laughs> yes, that's one word I or, would use. Or, as I like to say, Nostradamus. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh! All right, so so that that's one thing we are definitely wrong about. And like I said, I asked around to some friends who um are like the cast preview uh people. They they always get in on them, and they're like nothing. Um, and I just literally asked an hour ago. So unless that comes out sooner, um, doesn't look like that's happening. Um, and the other thing are the gigantic, ugly barges. Guys, they're humongous. I hated them. So Yeah, there's like this big ring, like ring of fire or something. What's that big ring? Do you, know do you what think I that's going to be kept out there, though? Or do you I think they're going to have like illuminations where they pushed it back? They are back permanent. Down? They are? Do you Whoa. think they're going to go under the water? Nope. Okay, be- I just because wanna... they're. They're supposed to be during the day. They're going to be a fountain uh, element. Okay. Well, you know what? Oh. If they can make it do something, so it's not just sitting out there, like I don't know, like the Eye of Sauron or something. It's like this big. <laughs> so 
The a round circle. thing to me what? looked like the ships that Thanos used in, um, yeah, the, not um, Endgame, but the other one. I know what you're talking one. about. The one yeah. before it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can't, I I'm surprised that. that Tony doesn't know the name Infinity of it. Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity <laughs> War. But what kind of ship was that, Tony? The big round the one, one that, that just would like Spider-Man was hanging off of. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yes, it's, it's Thanos' big round ship. Yeah, it's got to have a name. This is big round ship. Yeah, somebody needs to find that out, okay? I'm really disappointed, Tony. You know these things. What was that box thing you guys were always talking about the guy was looking for? It was like the premise of the Tesseract. Oh, yeah. You got a bunch of Tesseract. Okay, let me ask you a question. Do you get your fancy French boyfriend to watch these Marvel movies, or is he just not into them? I don't know. Oh, I would watched that before i would dump him you need to dump him right away <laughs> hey okay. he and i are both not watching him so it's okay yeah but that's not a real man okay <laughs> so chris just yeah. so you know uh that as iron man referred to them the flying donuts are q ships that are used by thanos in the black order okay oh, the worst. they are stored that- they are stored inside the even larger Sanctuary 2 and were used by Thanos during his invasions of Zen Wubery, Corbin, and Earth. I remember when he invaded Zen Wubery. I yeah. was a young kid. It was very upsetting. Very. I was nine. Yeah. Yeah. I was in high school. It was, dis- it was depressing. <laughs> okay. I think that's, that's as a... As a fountain, they're going to be. It's yeah, still he goes better. right back. To, it's like, I, he wasn't even involved in this conversation. He's like, oh, fountains, fountains. Okay, I know. <laughs> Go ahead, Adam. Uh, as fountains, I think they will look better than what they look now. I I just well, hope so, that they yeah. always. I mean, hopefully they always work as a fountain because when they don't work as a fountain, they're they're hideous. And they um, sound expensive. And if you look at pictures of them it's off center and the, the theory yeah. is because they were probably centered for the festival center that was supposed to be built but that might not be built that was that two-story like um oh yeah apparatus or three-story thing that they were doing so the thinking was it was centered for that but if that doesn't happen then it's not centered particularly for anybody so it looks really weird um, yeah, it does. They, and it's very hard to get a good angle. Like, you know, it used to be like by American Pavilion in Italy, in that area, you could get a really beautiful picture across the water of Spaceship Earth. Now it's just these big honking things. They look like oil rigs. Yes. I mean, it look looks bad. like, um, like, you remember those carnival rides and just like the roller coaster? Yeah. Just, like, it just went around upside down and around. Yeah, that's actually true. Yeah, it kind of looks like one of those. That's what it looks like. They um, definitely look bad. And I, it's like I keep thinking, like, what? Wh- whose idea was this? I need to speak to this person. Well, but we also need to remember, Chris, that whenever the gondolas first started, yeah, you were, we hated them. Oh, you were like, this is an eyesore. I can't believe you're doing it. Now you really like it. It's kinetic energy. It's flowing. You know. Flip, flip, yeah. flop, Chris. That well, okay, that's a terrible name, but I'm going to have to say <laughs> right because it's true. I I I am a flip flopper. Like I don't like change. I think with my Disney stuff. So unless it's something I really want, like um you know, uh anything Marvel, I'm good with that. Like I th- I'm very I think excited. The, the only thing you have not flipped on is uh, 
uh, Guy Fieri's uh, chicken guy there. Oh, that guy's the worst. No, because I haven't flipped on the castle either. I still think it looks like garbage. Oh, garbage. I like it. I don't it. like it. I don't like it. I don't like the colors. Mm. I will say from California Grill, it looks great. See? You know? Well, but that's not, I'm only at California Grill, like what, once in a while, whereas I'm in the park looking at that eyesore. I don't like it. Hold on, because because you know what's going to happen when all this is over and you're going to be like, now that COVID's over and everyone's back in the park, the castle colors really balance out when there's a crowd in there. No, that's not It's so nice. It's so nice. I don't know, Tony. It's pretty ugly. I don't think it's ugly. I think it's nice. Oh, it's terrible. What wait else until, have wait I until they, I like the new castle. I, I like, like it. it. I wait like until it they too. jazz it up with the gold, uh, the gold ribbons on the turrets for the anniversary. Ooh, I don't like the pink. If I want to see a pink castle, I can go to land or I can go to Paris. Yeah. I like the pink. They probably make all the castles pink now. I would not. I would not be surprised that that color works better for projections. That's probably true. And I was really, really surprised at how much better it did look from during the day from the contemporary. I thought, oh, well, that's that's kind of interesting. It's um, and it's very warm. pink. It's so pink. It's too it pink. is really pink. I can't it can't be too pink for me. I like and it's pink. not a good. Oh, I'm, I'm standing in a room that's hot pink. I mean, I really am. See? See? But You're standing in a hot um, pink room. That's my old office. It's all pink. And it's hot pink. pink. Well, it's pretty bright, yeah. <laughs> Come on. I live in this. Pink is my signature color. <laughs> I just hope that this show is worth the aggravation that we're dealing with now. And um, they have a they have a big shoe to fill with illuminations. And oh, that's the other that's the, the other thing with this is that illuminations was the show that it was and then at the end of the day all the barges went away and you didn't see them (laughs) and Uh now now like if you so let's say you didn't enjoy harmonious and you come to epcot the next day and you walk in and you see the barges and you're reminded of how much (laughs) you didn't like the show from the night before it's like it's like it's like it's a constant reminder of it still being there and we're just hoping that it's good, and they keep saying it's going to be amazing and excellent, and that's fine. They I, it, rarely they mess up, that. right? I mean, when is the last time Disney really screwed something up, and you were like, "Oh, that's bad." Epcot, forever other than taking bad. away Epcot magic, forever. Girl Express, yeah. Well, you know, you yeah, know what? Not good. But it was Illum- Illuminations was great because the barges went away, and then when you went to California Adventure for World of Color, I don't know if you've ever seen like when you're in the uh, in in the Ferris wheel there. Um, yep. Looking mm-hmm. down, like, and when the water level is low, all you can see is the, uh, you know, jets, the water pumps and stuff in the water. It looks pretty bad. It does. And now they've got these new barges for Harmonious that they just, you know, they wheel out there. They leave them there. They're supposed to be a, a full-time permanent structure inside the, the lagoon there. And if it's not like a Bellagio quality show. I don't oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to be impressed. You know, I they, think it will be. It's a six story ring. They they took out away. The, the, yeah, but they took away my dancing waters in the fountain, I you know, know. and, yeah. and they better bring back like a Bellagio quality and don't give me any of this this stuff like, oh, we're in a water alert and we can't run our fountains because when you walk through like Pirates of the Caribbean and those fountains aren't running because they're under like drought restrictions. 
You know, these things are out in the lagoon, so they better be running like all the yeah, time. Yeah, they could just pump and recirculate the water. Isn't it like like Disney's trying to be more environmentally, you know, smart, and then they put these fountains in, which are going to run all day. That's got to be very expensive and a lot of electricity, right? <laughs> but please reuse your towel. <laughs> right? No, but you know what I mean? It's like, it seems like Don't a they, lot. like, have, like, a bazillion solar panels out there? They yeah. do. If you drive mm-hmm. out, like, coming in the western side yeah. of, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Fields of solar panels. I mean, yeah. they're everywhere. It's crazy. So, I mean, they're probably really good about their energy, because they're running on a lot of solar in a lot of places. It's really smart to do that if you can. I think it's I'm all about that, but I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I'm with Tony on this one. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be a good show, but... You, it's so hard to beat Illuminations. The the music, everything about it, it was just the yeah. best show. I didn't really care for the little globe part in the middle, but I could look past that because of the music and and what it was. You know, I don't know how, and it better not be like the last show with the little kids singing, because I don't want to hear these oh. kids singing. I like the little kids singing. I don't I like to annoy. Like to you know what? Singing. Next time I see you, I'm singing it for you like a little kid. I mean, like if you're not, you don't, you want, you have to deal with your own kid. Yes. You know, asking questions Thank like you. that. I, it's yeah. like, yeah. And I don't even know who these kids are, <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I just didn't really care for it. I like original songs. Like if, if you're going to replay the soundtrack in the original way, but I don't like redos in a cheesy way. And I felt like it was kind of cheesy. But this, it says it's going to be like a mixture, isn't it, Adam? Like, isn't it supposed to be like a mixture of different songs from the years? Yeah, it's like, a, you know, a celebration of Disney music and how it touches the world and such. So I think it's going to be like. Music from Mexico that was that are Disney songs and okay. Japan and China and I think they're gonna like try to blend those in to like it's supposed to be how we are harmonious like a harmonious. Har- harmony har- harmonizing society I guess. Well, um, it, it makes me nervous because when they I don't want them to redo the songs like with other people singing it or with. Hmm. Like when it was kind of cheesy, like when they did that villains show and they had all of the villain songs, but it yeah. wasn't the villains singing it. It was like it was like uh, Joe Jonas off, or something. Rip off Backstreet Boys, yeah. Yeah, it was like, and I, I really hope they don't do that. Yeah, I don't. I kind of don't think they will. I think they're yeah. they're. I think they like keeping things more thematically consistent when it comes to. Uh, the, how they perform these things so that it all so that it's all the same so that they, the kids can, you know, have the same stuff that they want to. I, know, I heard that D Capella with. is going to do all the music. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Disney's, that who was doing? Oh, yeah. Disney's premier acapella group. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's all acapella. <laughs> That would be I'm funny, sure. Actually. I'm like, you know, again, I'm sure it'll be great. We'll all be like, oh my god, it was so great. Yeah, the, it was I better mean, than the gondola. Yeah, like uh, World of Color, World of Color, the uh, fountains—they're supposed to go under the water, so you don't see them. But they've they've had issues over the years. So yeah. I, 
I think that's why they kind of did it this way because to save on you know expenses and everything. But I just um, it is a shame that they can't put these away at the end of the night. And uh, it we're just, I just hope that these the fountains during the day keep working because I mean yeah. like that the first time you know they have to main do shut shut it down for maintenance or whatever it's gonna remind us of the eyesore that it is. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, but we've yeah. sort of like a lot of us have kind of already gotten used to it as an eyesore, you know, like it is bad. But I mean, like you're kind of like, oh, whatever. I mean, it, but it, it's not good. I'm not going to lie, but I don't know. It'll be fine. Well, I don't know what kind of a fountain this six story ring is going to be. I just hope that I don't get taken off into outer space by a guy with a giant, you know, you most likely will. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Tell me more I'm, about I'm this guy. I'm going back to Infinity War. She's going up with Iron Man. That's oh, is it Iron Man? I thought she liked the Captain America. You know what? Captain America's never been my favorite. I'm oh. I'm a Doctor Strange girl because he is oh, both right. a Doctor and Strange, and I think that's the perfect <laughs> man. Really, he can you know prescribe medication if I need it and keep me. Oh, in yeah. Well, he was kind of cute in that movie. I didn't see that one. That was one of the ones I saw. Oh, that's the worst one. That's one of the ones I saw. Oh, that's your problem. How is it the worst one if that's like your favorite guy? No, I just like his talents. He can do things. Although Scarlet Witch is actually, I don't know, like we've all been watching uh, WandaVision. I have to say, I have new respect for Scarlet Witch. She might be my favorite of all of them. Is that the girl in the WandaVision? He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, she can do everything. So. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for Vision. Hey, feel- maybe we should do a WandaVision review show after the series ends next week. Totally sure. Mm. Okay, yeah. well, I gotta catch up Call on it. Mark Campy for that one. He'll be in, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, I'm into it. Oh. Let's go ahead and uh, close this out, Tony. Thanks. I'd like to remind everyone that, as always, our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com. Request a quote and let Chris and her team help plan a magical vacation for your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, Crystal, and Adam, this is Tony, and we are The Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.